So you walk into class, you change the date, you laid out the papers, and you go to write your objectives on the board. But do your objectives actually make any sense? Are you still stuck writing students will be able to? Well, today, we're talking about writing solid objectives in the copy room. Hey, I'm Torian, and welcome to the Copy Jams Podcast. If this is your first time listening, thank you for joining us. Copy Jams is geared towards classroom teachers, and each week I share some of the challenges I've overcome and am working to overcome as a classroom teacher. I've worked in education for the last eight years, and I'm learning more and more each day. And this podcast is my chance to share what I'm learning with you. Each podcast covers a topic I've researched and have dealt with as a classroom teacher, My goal is to empower teachers, provide techniques and strategies, help maximize teacher capacity, and enable your ability to lead in the classroom. For more information and show notes, you can visit www.open-academy.org. And let's jump into today's topic. One of the best things we can do to move our students forward is to have a firm roadmap. After we looked at all the standards and goals and expectations, we need to think about our unit plans and weekly plans. From there, we're thinking about what we're going to do every single day. And as we're writing these things down, we start crafting or revising objectives. This is where we think about what we're going to do and every single day to make sure that our students are meeting mastery and moving towards being able to excel in our end of module assessments. This is an area where where I struggled for a while, and I'm still gathering tips and suggestions to improve my objective writing. It's challenging when you're given a curriculum program that has objectives already written, but those objectives, they aren't always solid, and they aren't always able to really articulate what students should be able to know and what students should be able to do. Over the years, I have heard so many strategies for writing objectives. My lesson objectives at first, they always started with Students will be able to. I would write students will be able to pass the test. Students will be able to read the text. And I knew I wasn't really getting anywhere. Then I moved to writing objectives that just said students will. And wrote objectives like students will show mastery on the assessment or students will evaluate a text. And for a long time, I thought I was moving the right direction. Then I had a colleague who said to me, you know, objectives really have to say what students are going to know and students are going to do. And I really had a light bulb go off when she said that. And for a while, I was simply just adding know and do to my objectives. I was using Bloom's taxonomy words for my objectives. I was adding in those uh, webs depth of knowledge uh, words into my objectives. And I would use the verbs in the right way, but the do portion was still always a struggle for me. Before we jump into the resource that I've found to help us write objectives, I want to be very clear on what it is and why we need to have it. A solid objective is directing you and your students towards a destination. It's not about the journey to get there in this case. A well-written objective identifies exactly what teachers want their students to be able to do. Having a clear objective makes it easier for a teacher to identify whether or not a student has met the standard and help teachers think about whether or not they were able to present the content clearly enough for students to understand. So finally, with much relief, 
I can share that the struggle is over. Here are four things that you should be thinking about in order to create a solid objective for you and for your students to make sure you're staying on track and moving towards mastery for your goals of the unit and for the school year. The information that I'm sharing with you all today comes from the authors Kay Price and Connor Nelson. In one of their books that I'm reading for class, uh, they have a section all about writing objectives. And when I read it, I knew that this information I definitely want to share with you all. So a lot of this content, really most of this content, is coming straight out of their book. And I really wanted to share with you all. They suggest that each objective you create for your students should consider these key areas. Content, behavior, conditions, and criterion. I have summarized their examples in the episode so that you can quickly begin improving your objective writing. And as we're going through this podcast today and as you're listening, I'm going to continue to refer back to this model objective for our conversation. Students will solve 10 multiplication problems, two digit by two digit, with no errors on a worksheet. Now, the first thing we're thinking about when we're writing our objective or revising our objective is the content. The content is where we are considering the specific learning and subject matter you want your students to learn. It should be very specific and very clear that so that everyone understands exactly what you're doing. The description should be free of specific materials. So here we're not saying that the students are going to compare and contrast uh, Cinderella characters. We're going to say the students are just going to compare and contrast. We're not going to, to muddy up our objective by just adding in unnecessary words that have specificity that that's not um, contingent upon our success. You have to start with the content because it's the driving force behind all that we do inside of our classroom. In our math objective, students will solve 10 multiplication problems, two digit by two digit with no errors in the worksheet. The content is the multiplication of the two digit by two digit numbers. That's the content. Again, the content is not contingent upon any workbook or particular program. It's very clear the type of problem the student is going to solve, and it makes it very clear for the teacher to plan and evaluate whether or not students were able to meet that objective. So after we think about the content, then we can start to move into behavior. How are students going to demonstrate their achievement with the content? When you think about behavior, we're generally thinking about those Bloom Taxonomy and Webb's Depth of Knowledge keywords or action words or those verbs. We're looking to make sure the behaviors we're asking our students to do match the rigor and the content. But there are some behavior words that I know we all would write in our objectives that we shouldn't be. We should not be writing objectives with the phrases know, understand, learn, realize, value, discover, or comprehend. You can't measure these behaviors. We can't measure if a student was able to just learn or just understand. So we're going to take those words out of our objective vocabulary. Really think about how you want your students to demonstrate their learning. And also it's very important that we only include one behavior in each lesson objective. We shouldn't be overwhelming our students or ourselves with multiple things to do or grade. From my math example, the behavior is simply solve. Students will solve 10 multiplication problems. In the past, I would have stopped right there. 
I would have thought about the content and thought about the behavior. But as Price and Nelson have indicated in their in their book, there are two more things that we really need to think about. And those things are the conditions and the criteria. The condition is simply the circumstances or the situation or setting in which the students will complete the objective. In our example above, the condition is on a worksheet. The author gives some general guidelines for how we can plan the for plan the condition. From our example, instead of saying on a worksheet, we could say on the computer program, or instead of a worksheet, we could say uh, working in pairs using flashcards. Those are some other ways that students could show mastery of the content. So we really want to think about and be very specific on what students are going to do in order to show us that they've actually mastered the skill. Are they going to use a worksheet? And just have those individual questions, or are they using context clues in the passage? Are, are your questions going to be paper free? Are they going to use a computer? Are you going to give the facts and figures? Are the students going to be working from their memory? Those are things you want to think about. So, the last thing that we have to uh, write down in our objective is the conditions. I mean, I'm sorry, is the criteria. We already talked about the conditions, is the criteria. What criteria are we going to place on whether or not our students were able to meet mastery? Okay. So basically, this is what we're thinking about the scale. Is it with no errors? Is it 10 out of 10? Is it 90%? Is it going to be a growing objective so that maybe it's 80% this week and 90% next week? Um, but these are this this is the specific criteria that we're looking for to show students made mastery. I think it's really important that we include this in our objectives so that our students have an understanding of what we're looking for. Um, it can also be a very specific description of what we want our students to do. Students are going to write paragraphs that have five sentences inside of those paragraphs, or students are going to construct uh, paragraphs that use three pieces of key evidence from the text. Those are very specific um, criteria that we can use to measure success for our students. I know when I really when I read this chapter, I was super excited about moving forward with what my students will be able to gain from me having really strong objectives. I'm excited about sharing it with you guys so that you all can begin to have really good objectives inside your classrooms too. I know it's not easy. We all struggle with objectives. But after today's podcast, I've listened to this podcast. What are some things that you can do to enhance your objective writing inside of your classroom? What resources are you already using that you might want to share with us so everyone can can benefit from it? I'm so excited about the information that I was able to share with you guys today. I look forward to talking to you guys soon. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your day. Listen to Copy Jams. I hope you were able to get something super useful out of today's episode. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Please share this podcast with your friends who could also benefit. Leave a review for us on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud, wherever you listen to podcasts as we're building this resource for teachers. Join in on this and many other conversations by visiting www.open-academy.org. Talk to you guys soon.